0: You're listening to For the Republic, a love letter to Star Wars animation.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of For the Republic, a love letter to Star Wars animation. We are back here on the main show. We are here to talk about R2-D2 getting lost. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) this is going to be a a fun (laughs) one today. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Andrew, joined today by Jake and Don Connor could not be here with us today uh hope you're getting uh the rest you deserve buddy we'll have you back on here next time uh how are you guys doing today before we talk about some clone wars
2: i'm doing all right man yeah yeah uh (laughs) i mean i was doing all right before i uh sat through these episodes spoiler (laughs) but um but yeah, no, this will be gonna
0: be the most negative episode of for the Republic this is ever. For the
2: record, this is gonna be the most negative. I'm probably going to be about like the Clone Wars in general. Because like most of the time I'm like really positive about this sh- yeah, about, me too. about this show. But like for this, yeah, probably gonna we, be more negative. We were Heads doing
1: so well. I was like, <laughs> even some episodes where I was like worried about and I was like, oh wait, no, that was actually quite good. And then well, yeah. It'll there's be... at
0: least some nostalgia points you can grab on with other episodes. These two. Uh,
1: see, yeah, I remember no. watching these two when they first came out, and then I watched them again during my first rewatch of the show, and then here. And yeah, I think there's a reason why these aren't often brought up, and you never see, like, the. Uh, the, the, the twitter posts about him like oh remember r3 like what a what an asshole r3 was like we don't really see that that much uh
2: yeah. tied with freck yeah. is the biggest snitch in the galaxy
1: and i think i think there's <laughs> there's a reason for that but you we'll know get what's into funny
0: that. the only real nostalgia i have from these two episodes aren't even from the episodes themselves they're from the missions to these episodes in Lego Star Wars 3.
1: You know, I from never that. I never played Lego Star Wars 3. I own it, never played it. And I played a bit of you, it. Like, you should. I hear it's, it's really it's fun. Re- yeah,
2: because they got all it's the- It's weird.
1: They, like, they got the whole
2: voice cast back, didn't they, like from the Clone Wars, but they only do like Lego grunts. So they're all
0: like- Yeah.
1: <gasps> so what did like, they, they cover? Is it like up to like, is it actually stuff it's from the, the show? It's just the first
0: season. It's just the first... It's just the first season. Oh, that's upsetting. I think
1: I
2: think it's... they cover a bit of Season 2. I think a little bit do of they? Season 2, but mostly Season 1, yeah.
0: Which I'm not is... going to lie. I have not replayed that game since, like, 2013.
1: Yeah, I, made, I
2: made it through, like, half of it, because I, I maxed the uh the first three LEGO Star Wars games, and then I think for Clone Wars, I just kind of... I kind of did, like, half of it, and then... I mean, it has one of the best LEGO Star Wars gags, because they, they do the... They'd recreate the episode two Geonosis arena battle, and when Mace Windu chops off Django's head, uh, Obi Wan uh, kicks it like a football, and then Anakin heads it over to Count Dooku, <laughs> and then Mace Windu like winks it. It's the most savage uh, Lego cutscene I think I've seen.
0: Yeah, I watched to... that cutscene right
1: after watching the Book of Boba Fett flashbacks. <laughs> If I can get no, my 360, if I can get my 360 working again, <laughs> I'll have to play that game at some point after I beat Lego if Skywalker you have Saga. Any,
0: any of the two recent Xbox consoles, it's on backwards compatibility. You can download it. Yeah, okay, that's pretty. Speaking serious. of
2: which, I I finished Lego Skywalker Saga. I am uh, still like hey, A- super prequels. charming, loved it. Now I just need to like roam the galaxy. Is like.
0: Whereas right, Scavenger that's Ray what I'm working on. The real grandfather 100 percent it yeah. yeah. i am be solo my go-to my go-to duo is always last Jedi Ray with uh Ben Solo. Oh cool. I've my, my also been using be... a lot of uh Barris and Luminara too. That's ah. a fun duo.
2: Yeah I haven't unlocked them yet. My my go-to is um like team for, for like scouring the galaxy is Scavenger Ray and Obi-Wan and I like, I like to kind of like head kind the of... The real like,
0: grandfather. Yeah, that
2: Ray went scouring the galaxy, searching the galaxy with her, with the spirit of her real grandfather. I mean, you know, there's still a possibility for an Obi-Wan connection well, now that, like... Hey, been-
0: we go off of uh, what Daisy Ridley said, that was once what the script was for Rise of Skywalker.
1: Why did they change it?
2: God uh, oh, damn it. That, uh,
1: Speaking like, of when- script, this might cause some controversy here, because I guess... You know, I try to be super positive on these shows because I don't like being negative, but I guess this is just a negative episode. I read... Not me. Not, uh, yeah, not you. Not you. I know that for sure. (laughs) Uh, I read not the full script, but like the, the Wikipedia summary of the Duel of the Fate script for the first full time the other day. That shit sucked. Like, I... I'm sorry, like there was yeah. some, Are you gonna cool have to sp- fight about this, Andrew. There was some <laughs> cool stuff in there, but like, uh, I can see why. I can take- see why. The thing I'm the most like glad that they changed it about is, I I think it's become no disrespect to Colin Trevorrow here, but I think it's become very clear that he was a one hit wonder with the first Jurassic World. And everything after that he's done is just been... Can we even... Bad. Okay, the first Jurassic World wasn't even that good. It wasn't even that good, but, like, it was fun. Like, I have no desire Duel to see of Dominion. Dominion. Yeah. Like, of I the mean, Fates even that's some got mixed with
0: yeah. oh, I'm not gonna lie. I still haven't even seen the second Jurassic World. But Duel of the Fates, it had some spectacle, right? It sort of did a better treatment of the larger galaxy as a whole. I feel like with, like, the whole uh, Stormtrooper Rebellion, and a little bit more of, like, the First Order takeover and whatnot. But then it well, fucking butchers the Ray and Kylo yeah. stuff, which, to be fair, it's yeah. so did Rise of Skywalker. Was, the, um, the Galaxy stuff
1: was cool. I just felt it was too on-the-nose reading. Like, oh, we gotta go to Mortis. I'm like, okay. Like, yeah.
0: it, it's cool, but it See, also... See, that was scr- what I didn't
1: like. I didn't fuck with
0: the Mortis stuff. It
1: also just screams, like, oh, what's this recognizable planet that Hardcores will really like? I liked that yeah, Rose which, had a like, bigger role... I liked all the Finn yes. stuff. I did not like the Ray and Poe relationship. Uh, I didn't like no, how Kylo, like, yes, they kind of stays evil and killed Ray's parents Yeah, Which but makes he nice stays sense. evil. At least in Rise of Skywalker, he is a solid act of the film where he's redeemed before they decide to kill him. Okay, but, this,
0: but can we say that though? Because yes, he's redeemed about halfway through, but then he doesn't speak again yeah, doesn't until
2: speak he again.
0: dies
1: yeah ow. so like that's all I don't know.
2: That's the <laughs> famous last words and I, I
1: liked how lando had more of a role in uh rise 2 than he did in duel of the fates and i just yeah it's i don't same. know i also just y'all remember during the last jedi leak days when everyone was convinced that ray and luke were
0: gonna go to canto bite to find lando
1: oh my god i, I didn't know I didn't, know I didn't know i, I never remember read the i Le- Le- remember last that jedi. there was rumors that Lando was going to be the master code breaker. I think that was actually planned yes. at one point, uh, but they couldn't get Billy D back, which is uh, weird to me that they crazy. took until Rise to get Billy D. Either that or Ryan just didn't want to have Lando the in the The fact that they didn't have him in Force Awakens is the
0: biggest crime of all. Like, yeah. he's just as fucking important of any of the main trio.
2: Like it would have been so easy Which, to just like put him on Dakar in the in the resistance base. Like of course he'd right. be there.
1: Right. Yeah, I just yeah. thought also, some of the the Rey stuff. Like, oh, she's blinded for half a second, Rey and then Solano. Kylo dies, and then here's your last name that we're just randomly gonna reveal. I just yeah. that stuff I didn't care. Like, would it be cool to eventually like Boyega was like, oh, I'd like to see an animated show of this. That would be cool. But maybe if I read the full script, it would be different. He said that of Duel of the Fates? I think he did, yeah. But like, because I know he's talked about in interviews uh, about how he wished he had Finn's story in Duel of the Fates. uh, Back when he had that convo with Kathy Kennedy about uh, representation of... Uh, characters of color. I remember that because but,
0: you remember how excited he was before Rise of Skywalker was coming out talking yeah. about how Finn had this great bigger role and do got to do all the this great stuff panel? and then the movie came out and he was
1: just like, where'd it go? Yeah. Where'd it go? Do you remember the panel at celebration of how excited he sounded? Do yeah. you, uh, you remember I, I, how they all it. were? Yeah. Even
0: Oscar, Even Oscar was hyped and ready to go and two months later he was, oh they should have killed me in Force Awakens. Oh, I will never come back unless I'm homeless. Like, what did they do to this movie during post-production?
1: At at, at least Oscar's more positive now. Yeah, yeah. That's because he got that Moon Knight check,
0: and he's like, "Oh, I forgot about this." He's like, yeah, you... and
2: he also read. He's also like got all the Poe comics, and he sees all the love for his character. He's, I, he's I, I, yeah, really like I'm Poe. so
0: glad he's read those comics.
2: Yeah, it's so nice to to see like it, It's so nice to know that he sees like the, the um the the way that people love his character and like all the kind of stuff that's been added to that backstory. I mean, you know, it's 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 really cool. I. I don't I don't want to go on too much about Rise of Skywalker because I'm like, ugh, I've got so many like feelings that I need that I still yeah. need to expunge about it. But yeah, I, I, I agree. There's so many with like, I agree so much with what both of you have said, because like there's so many things that like are really bizarre. And I feel like we're still uh, every they're all still kind of keeping things locked down in terms of like the the creative process of of just what happened. To like the point where daisy ridley right and so that's that were... what
1: we need i just feel like yeah. both pitched stories whether it be duel of the fates or rise missed the mark in a way of how they should have ended this trilogy right and, and you could have taken aspects from gone. both
0: and combined them and it, it, yeah. it probably would have been good if you had taken some of like the bigger galaxy stuff from duel and more of the force kind of stuff from rise and then mixed it with a little bit better storytelling on both ends that oh, could yeah. have been a damn fucking good finale. Or just Let's do it. Honestly, we're kind of at the point that would have been interesting. I remember that was theorized for a Ray while. Black I was like,
1: oh, that's a really cool. Look, but then someone on Twitter pointed right, out that would have been day, it would have been cool. But then someone pointed out like, oh, you want to talk about how Ray's just a Luke clone? Like this is literally just Luke's look and return of the Jedi. I'm like, oh yeah, that's yeah you're right. It, it really it is. Right. I,
2: lo- I love the double bladed. saber. the double
1: bladed saber is cool. The double bladed
0: saber. And also Poe and Finn's like war armor. Those are sick. Like I yeah, will forever cool.
1: love the, end of rise ray saber i i'm looking at it right now yeah like a double bladed oh, cool. that saber's phenomenal a double bladed saber it would have been cool but I, something about i think i remember someone at lucasfilm saying that oh it's just not something a, a hero character would have and i'm like what uh, i think
0: that was phil stozak and as much as it's cool or i think that's how you say his last name i don't know for sure much of the cool that he does give a lot of insight into the making of the movies on Twitter. He says shit like that a lot. That to me, it's just like, oh my god, stop talking.
2: I mean, I I get it, I suppose, because like the only association that movie audiences would have is with Maul, a double-bladed saber yeah. is Maul. So it's like it's on, only like die-hard Star Wars fans will yeah. Will but now associate I mean, we, with Jedi. I, I
0: know this is all gaming, but we have you know Bastila and Satil, Sean. Yeah, we have Cal
1: Kestis. Yeah, like, it's like
2: the Jedi Academy of Legends where you can have a double-bladed
1: saber. And people so, yeah, were I, pitching hey, as far back as Force Awakens, I remember people pitching that to Rey give her the double-bladed, saber, a double-bladed yeah. saber from her staff. Me too. And Absolutely. I, I even thought... Cause... And Last
0: Jedi left it off with the perfect time to do it with the broken crystal. Mm-hmm. Oh, I imagine thought, thought it was possible at night. The two broken crystals? But, yeah. yeah. Well, well I'm okay. just saying, when you leave off Last Jedi, you have the two broken crystals... Give her a double-bladed blue saber that crackles like Kylo's. How fucking sick would that have been? That would be pretty dope, I
2: have to admit. Or or just have a clean... I mean, just have a clean saber, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I I think we need to stop getting sad and get more sad by talking about these episodes. But before we do that, just a quick reminder that we did drop our recap of episode four of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I know that was Jake's favorite of the bunch So you can head over to our podcast feed and listen to that one. Uh, It is a big, meaty discussion this week on that episode, so make sure you check that out. And this is probably going to drop around the time that episode 5 of Kenobi drops, so we'll probably be recording that recap later in the week, and that'll be out probably Friday or Saturday, as the other ones have been. Uh, I'm very excited to see where the show goes. Alright, so let's get into... Clone Wars, why don't we? So, we're talking about R2-D2's rescue arc. This week, our first episode, Downfall of a Droid, was directed by Rob Coleman. It was written by George Christick, and the moral is, trust in your friends, and they'll have a reason to trust in you. Ugh. <laughs> this. I, like Like we said, I, I adore Clone Wars. And I remember that there were, I was like, ah, some of season one was really rough. And then I watched the first couple arcs, and I was like, you know, maybe that's just me not remembering things well. Maybe it's just the animation. I don't remember being that great because uh, the uh, the Tordary episodes were great. I had a lot of fun with the Malevolence, and, of course, Domino Squad was fucking perfect. But then yeah, we got Domino to S- these ones. S- um, and, uh-huh. yeah, I Downfall in particular was just hard to get through. Like you in- knew
0: when... Yularen came in at the start, sounding yeah. like he did, like no energy whatsoever. That man was tired as fuck. my like, first
1: note yeah. is that just set the tone. Yeah, my first note is Tom Kane sounds extremely sleepy in this opening narration. It doesn't Literally, help that it
0: Yularen intro sounds <laughs> tired as fuck. It, it, yeah, it he doesn't did, help he that it's still bumps. at this
1: point the the like first draft of the Clone Wars fanfare where there's barely any like background music during the narration. So it's just, it doesn't set the mood at all. I, I do like how they put into play that the Republic is in like a weird place right now in the war. They keep losing to Grievous repeatedly after the events of Malevolence. But then it just, it goes downhill from there. Uh, I did a little research, research, according to Wikipedia, which kind of explains some of this stuff. Uh, this was the second episode of the show produced. Uh, the first, technically by production code, was the first fourth of the Clone Wars film. But even that looks better than this, which confuses me. Yeah, that's me. just
0: insane, though. Like, the animation in that is honestly yeah.
1: pretty crispy. Like, so it and says, then this just yeah, looks it like says shit. Straight up, this episode is the earliest animation that will ever be seen in the series. And boy, does it. Because the animation it doesn't in this look finished. opening scene is just it doesn't at all. atrocious. It like looks. It thinking. looks like it looks like a PS one game. It looks like game. a
0: video game cutscene. Yeah, like uh, an adaptation yeah. of the show in like a PS one or PS two game. It looks is... like a
2: YouTube fan film, honestly. And I know that sounds harsh, right? Like, <clears throat> the lip syncing
0: is. Can we even say that now, though? Because some of these Clone Wars style YouTube fan films are fucking incredible. I mean, they look insane like so much better than this
2: yeah like a bad one i suppose is is, is a better way of saying it like really. a bad like, one
0: from 10 years ago
2: yes exactly because like the lip really... syncing does not match up yeah. and like a lot nope. of the textures
0: aren't even finished you and there's really see that like marionette style yes puppet mouth movements in these episodes yeah. that really comes through it's not and they even reuse either. shots
2: as well like, there's a shot of Grievous, like, jumping in his... Jumping into his the ship? Like
0: I noted that. They use yes. that shot, like, three different times.
2: Yes, and you can tell that it's reused because the fire textures are so... They're so unfinished it, that it just looks really bad. It really does look like a PS1-era era game. Which and I, and I only say that because, like, the rest of the animation, even this early in the show, is really good. And they're very creative in how they, uh, like, found a way around, like certain stumbling yeah. blocks and but yeah it, it, makes it a stands lot of out sense.
1: so much more because the next duel of the droids looked pretty good but then this one mm-hmm. did not and you can just yeah. very clearly which is weird
0: was... though again that you say that they did the first part of the movie before this one because even that that has like you know shaky cam and and focal zooms and like it yeah. actually sets you within the environment this one legitimately yeah, so looks this it looks fake it doesn't put you in the moment like it's it just looks bad
1: yeah i got wikipedia yeah. up right now it's production number 102 so it's it's the first solo episode they worked on and as it says they probably started animating this one first because it says you'll have the earliest animation and even like this opening scene it like it set the tone for what we were going to deal with here cuz the, I point out to you that the voice acting, it all sounded like temp tracks. Like, it yeah. just didn't sound... Yeah. It, it sounded like the stuff you hear on, like, the unfinished Clone Wars arcs that they had up on StarWars.com for a bit. Like, that unfinished... Oh, shit, program. you're right. That's what yeah. it sounded like to me. Like, Matt Lannard, James Arnold Taylor, they just all sounded off. They uh, sound stilted. Yeah, and the then delivery. the worst part was of the animation is Obi-Wan's hologram looked... Awful,
0: like goofy as fuck. Like in Duel, it
1: looked good; it looked better. But here, it just it didn't. It looked like clay. it, like, it just, they just hadn't figured that's what I'm stuff saying. out, guys. Like, I
0: know that that was the intention, right? That George wanted it to look like those marionette puppets, and that's fine. George is a weird ass dude. I'm gonna let him do whatever weird ass things he wants. But this is the only time for me, at least, that that feels really sort of in your face and it it does look rough yeah
2: no they, sure. even the music is different as well here like kevin kind of clearly saw that this episode probably wasn't going to be well liked anyway and see, kinda, I, it feels like that's the one thing i liked. i liked
1: the score a lot in these episodes it's
2: very techno in places isn't it so, like for most of it.
0: there's a couple moments of that like techno. Techno, like almost like hard rock style like hard rock techno mix that it stands out a couple of times over these two episodes but other than those few moments very... the score is flat as hell
1: there were there were a couple fun like I, I pointed out here during the, the space shootout at the beginning I really enjoyed the score there but then like again you had those very few moments where it like really stood out and was like okay this is fun but aside from that yeah it just it just blends in and it just feels like everything else in this episode the one thing i will say is uh having the walkers on the asteroid i thought was really cool that was the one yeah, thing where yeah. i was like all right that's awesome I, I i that's another thing i do remember from this episode was that cuz yes. when we got to that yes. i was like oh that's where this episode that's where that's from it's and, a
2: genuinely creative strategy, and like re- it's genuinely like clever and, and like inventive, and yeah, I, I enjoyed that. It, blew up it, ship, it, it brightened it brightened the episode up yeah. for like just a moment.
1: Grievous, <laughs> es- you're like, yeah. wow, that's kind of cool. Oh, Grievous escapes via reused animation. Uh, one other thing I gotta point out real quick is is uh, I, I I there is nothing I will do more on this podcast than praise how D Bradley Baker voices the clones here though. It, 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 again, something's off. He voices Rex differently and it kind of bothers me. Like it just doesn't That's, sound everybody like everybody sounds different.
0: Matt yeah. doesn't do a good Anakin other than like one note, one moment that I noted in the first episode when, um, R three signals off to the droid ship where he is. And he's like, yeah, they heard it. That time is like one of the few times in the first season or two that I actually hear like Hayden in Matt's performance. Other than that, Matt just sounds like flat and like yelly. Ashley doesn't seem like her regular energetic Ahsoka self. James Arnold Taylor's Obi Wan is just a raging dickhead. Yeah. in
1: these two episodes for no reason whatsoever. Obi Wan's just an just a droid. In these Anakin. Episodes. It's yeah, really. Yeah, oh my it's, God. Like, He's it's like it's like.
2: Obi-Wan wouldn't wouldn't be be like that in my opinion. Like the, the characterizations are all over the place like cuz you know Obi-Wan being all dismissive about R2 being lost and and only kind of like you know deciding we need to get the droid back when Anakin says, "Oh, I didn't wipe his memory banks," which is like why would you why would that even be a thing anyway? <laughs>
1: oh, we got like, yeah, we got to we got to make these uh episodes interesting. That that's why. Yeah.
2: Got to give some stakes, I suppose. But like yeah, so like you said, you know, there's that whole chase with Grievous and Anakin, and we again have the whole thing where Anakin and Grievous they don't quite meet, but, so we keep finding reasons for them to like. I did think that was kind together. of cool.
0: Yeah, about that they how a- they had Anakin and Grievous basically engaging in combat, but they never actually met face to face. Yeah, which I guess that sort of adds to their tension in their scene of Revenge of the Sith. Like, obviously, if they don't ever engage in combat. I guess you would lose some of that. Like, oh, finally, I've met you. But, like, I I, I like that aspect. I thought that was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, as Connor pointed out when we cover the malevolence, they really do everything they can in this series to make it so the two never meet face-to-face. And we do see that in the, the next episode we're going to cover, too, when Grievous fights Ahsoka and not Anakin, even though mm-hmm. they're both on the same uh, station, which
0: is so weird that they didn't
1: do that with Dooku because you have the whole "this time we will take
0: him together" and it's like, all right, but what do you mean "this time"? You guys fought him forty-seven Anakin times and Dooku during the, fight like the Clone Wars, like fifty times
1: during this show, yeah.
0: Literally, so it's yeah. like, oh my powers have doubled since the last time we met, Count. Like, what do you mean three weeks ago? Well, yes,
1: <laughs> actually, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, we get our first I've got a bad feeling about this drop of the arc from Anakin as his ship is clipped by some of the shrapnel from Grievous' ship. It causes Anakin's ship to steer off course and then we get to this medbay scene which is another interesting visual choice here. It's like bathed in white light and I don't know oh, if I oh liked it or not. It was very yeah. that distracting.
0: That shot is like you know how everyone used to use that one really shitty screen cap from Spider-Man Homecoming to say that Homecoming had bad CGI? Yeah. Yeah. This is that shot but for the for Clone the Wars, 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 which yeah. like, yeah. Now, At if, the same if time, if they just used it for the like, whole episode looked like shit though. So like, <laughs> if they it's just, not like it's the only one. Yeah.
1: If yeah. they just used it for like Anakin's perspective as he's waking up, I feel like it would be a bit that cooler. That makes sense. But they used it for like everything there like Rex's perspective Mm -hmm. ahsoka's and i just don't think it worked if it was just like oh anakin waking up from blacking out it would have made it a a bit better also um it it
0: felt like to me they had to add it in late and so they just threw together the quickest easiest shot they possibly could and then wash it all out so you couldn't see it was unfinished
1: yeah uh we also have ahsoka saying you owe rexter your skin sky guy and i just that, that led to me uh, letting out a flat what yeah that, that name what? never catches on there's a like, lot of like Rexter. season one Ahsoka giving everyone nicknames especially in this yeah. arc and none yeah, of them like ever catch on like she says you know like
2: yeah Tinny's like oh you know target that command bucket she kind of calms down I think after this arc but like you said they kind of they were doing this around the same time that they did the movie and and the movie I think is where they finally kind of Got Ahsoka's character sorted, like, like, kind of like got comfortable with like mm. her personality and like her character. Whereas here, things are more up in the air a little bit, like regarding her characterization, it's, and it really feels like that, especially with how she's so eager to like push this new R three droid on Anakin, like uh, throughout the arc, despite having a bond with R two.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. They kind of had her like dismissive of R two in a way, and it's like. Yeah. Yeah, she loves that damn droid just as much as Anakin does. It's like, um, yeah,
1: she had nicknames for him too. Like it's. Just... Oh, speaking of Rexter, though, did you guys notice
0: that the markings on his armor were a complete different shade of blue than they are in his helmet for the entire
1: episode? I noticed. No, I, shit, didn't... I noticed shit on his helmet kept disappearing throughout these two episodes too. Oh, there's
0: also a shot of Anakin where he doesn't have the blue skirt underneath his belt, so he like you just see like the red skirt on the bottom, but he doesn't have like the blue robes.
1: Oh, I think there's a I couple shots exactly. like that. Yeah, a Wikipedia, because I, I was doing my notes and it says there's a shot near the end of the episode where his hair is just flipped in reverse, and I want to go back and see if I can notice it because that I just... didn't catch that one. How do you how do you mess that up?
0: To like, be fair, by the end, like, the second half of the second episode, I had kind of checked out. Like, my notes really trail off around that point, because
1: I just kind of stopped watching.
0: See, my notes my, for most...
1: Duel were, like, less sparse, because I was, like, trying to enjoy it. Whereas Downfall, I was just like, oh, God. What's going on here? Oh, God. Um, but, yeah, speaking of out of character, one, again, Obi-Wan is... <sighs> This whole scene just frustrates me. One, the animation is just bad. Which, I I don't know how many times we have to bring it up, but, like, this scene in particular, it just stood out to me really bad. And, like we said, Obi-Wan's... My notes for this scene are just
0: all caps, Yikes, what the fuck is that? It's
2: so (laughs) flat and, like, stiff, the animation. Like, they barely... The the characters barely move, so you can absolutely tell that this was, like, like... phase one like episode episode production it really feels like they this was supposed to open the season and then they moved it up to uh, up the airing schedule when they realized oh you know this is this is not the best episode we, we should yeah probably john and i were
1: talking uh, about this like imagine if they didn't open with ambush but they open with this like it would oh. have been show would have yeah. failed i mean so I... many
2: people would have just assumed that the whole season is like this i mean this is mm-hmm. ki- when i first watched the show i was really worried i was kind of thinking mm, you know this isn't gonna be like the movies this is gonna be kind of kiddie pandering kind of stuff and when i say kiddie i mean like stuff that tries that treats the the, the kids in the audience like they're idiots and doesn't like you know kind of almost talks down to them with the dialogue like oh the dialogue has to be really simple and the characters have to also be really simple and the plot needs to just be kind of mush otherwise the kids won't understand it so i was worried that the whole show would be like that and and this episode it kind of rep well both these episodes kind of represented what i thought the show was going to be so you know i can say at least i'm glad that the rest of the show is nothing like this
1: Yeah, I honestly get the feel that the Malevolence arc was always meant to be, like, the first arc of the show. So, but I, again, the fact that this was made first, I mean, I don't know why they didn't just... I
0: guess that's why they sort of flipped the order a little bit, though, because they did kind of need to show off some of, like, the technical prowess that the show was going to have on display, which we got in the Malevolence arc, and then, like, the movie as well. Yeah, yeah
1: right Again, and then you just get this this it's... one it it stands out to even the rest in season 1 where the animation still they're trying to work out you know what works and what doesn't and this one it just stands out like a sore thumb it looks unfinished the the script is just not good and i just i don't know why they just didn't scrap this one honestly cuz they they the thing about the animation though before. too
0: is like the, the 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 movement of the mouths is that very like like how Lucas described he wanted the characters to look like the like the pop very vintage yeah. like yeah the marionette puppets like that really comes across and obviously they maintain that style throughout the show with like you know better animations if we really had gotten that marionette style animation that that would have been the worst thing ever
1: like yeah. it looks so it, just, it does not look good i'm so glad they changed course because it it just it did not feel like the same show like it just felt like it like I, we mentioned it felt like a video game adaptation of the clone wars is what this episode felt like to me
2: it's like you know how the gathering arc in season five was supposed to be like a, a backdoor a pilot separate a backdoor pilot for another show and then it just got moved into the like the main series which is fine because it fits in with the rest of the series rather nicely this feels like that but bad basically
1: oh an r3 pilot uh yeah. oh, yes oh god yeah but we have to That's have some ruined. stakes in these episodes uh by showing Anakin's attachment to R2 meant that he never wiped his memory so if R2 falls into separatist hands They'll discover all of the Republic's plans and, and and war tactics and everything. And Obi-Wan is like, you got to find that droid. But he's still being a jerk. And as someone whose favorite character of all time is Obi-Wan Kenobi, these episodes hurt really bad. Also, so, how does same. Obi-Wan
0: not know that same. R2's mind has never been wiped? That droid is a crackhead.
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, how does Obi-Wan just completely dismiss R2 like he hasn't also gone on all these adventures with him? Exactly. Like, like, literally. It just screams, oh, we got to make Anakin seem different than the other Jedi here by making him have like a super duper right, attachment yeah. to the droid. And yes, it's very clear that Anakin has more of an attachment to a droid than any other Jedi does, but. They just needed some artificial conflict that they didn't yeah. have already, so they manufactured it. For these episodes, indeed, yeah. Uh, so yeah. we are introduced to our buddy, R3-S6. I just wrote, ew. Goldie. Yep, Goldie. The, the droid of a thousand nicknames. Great line by Ahsoka. <laughs> a gold droid for a gold leader of gold squadron? I was like, yep. And then I said, Anakin yeah. is the exact same reaction to R3 that I do. Uh, which is very, I don't like this. Immediately, I was it's like, yeah, felt- something's up with Ahsoka's this. just... Who Ahsoka's
2: trying to like, Ahsoka's really trying to sell like R three to Anakin, and he's just
1: like, eh. "It's like, yeah, they got all a whole oh, bunch of better uh, stuff than the R two models." And Anakin's like, "Who uh, the hell is this?" And I, you're not R 2 Did I
0: totally check out and miss their explanation to this, or do they never say how the fuck Grievous had a droid infiltrate the Republic and get him stationed on no, Anakin's oh, oh, They So never apparently, according to Wikipedia. Think, well,
1: According to Wikipedia, they explained it. You know how they used to do, like, the airings of these where, like, they would have facts pop up during the episode? Oh, God, yeah. They they explained oh. it in that. So in the decoded the version, CW. it says... So Not the Trange Ocean... Yeah, the Trange Ocean was. was a level 5 droid programmer that R3-S6 was captured by Grievous' agents and reprogrammed Uh, in that clone trooper... Okay, so that's completely different. So... He was captured by Grievous' agents and reprogrammed. Um, wish they would have explained that in the episode. But That
0: sounds yeah. like, I don't know why that reminds me so much of the Rise of Skywalker interview with Domhnall Gleeson. When he's like, that's what I live for, the DVD extras. <laughs> like, the plot of this episode was in the DVD
1: extras. Oh,
2: he'd be so happy with this one.
1: The decoded airing is essential (laughs) to the canon understanding of this episode, I guess. But those are not Disney+, Plus, so we're screwed. Um, It's like relying on those little info bits in the middle
0: of anime episodes to understand what's happening, even though they flash for six-tenths of a second and you can't read Japanese. Wait, hold
1: on. I gotta read this real quick and then no, it's gone. Um... So yeah, they they search the wreckage, they find Anakin's ship, but R2D2 is missing. But then they notice a Trandoshian freighter and they board it and then this is where the episode I don't know what the hell starts going on here. Uh suddenly Yeah, suddenly we get a bunch of of toilet humor. Um there's a it's lot like, of yeah, it. I, I wrote. It's, like it's
2: not enough for him to, for Ganacht to like climb through the door like slovenly and look, look like the most ugliest, like most disgusting looking Trandoshan ever, which is saying <laughs> something. He also has to like fart directly in like Ahsoka and Anakin's faces, yeah. which is just like, like I don't mind the, a yeah. fart, the fart joke occasionally, but I was just like, oh
1: God. Well, no, because they, that was th- 30 seconds before that, Ahsoka was like, ah, oh, reeks in here. I'm like, oh, fart jokes. And then we see the Trandoshan like literally like f- like start farting as soon as he gets on screen and like oh there we go and he go like ass first through the door yeah too, ass first or through the door shitting himself <laughs> and then, yeah just so he can like stick his ass and go <laughs>
0: and yeah. move on like, I'm like
1: exactly. oh, yeah they're, they're definitely getting yeah, the like, kids on this episode like,
2: I can't believe that was the, that's yeah. the guest role that Ron Perlman has like in in the in
1: that the series was like, Ron that, Perlman. That, that's Hellboy. Oh my That's Roman God, Roman. I didn't realize that. It's Ron Because my this episode a, my, just went from a one to a negative six. My episodes, it's the credits skipped. I didn't have time to watch them. And
2: yeah, I always try it, like pay attention. I, I always try to go through the credits, it. which is oh so my God, I would have said well. something.
1: Because like you
2: have to like click again, like when because it normally like supposed to auto play the next one, so you have to like click. And it always does it around the time that it that they show the, car, the voice cast for Clone Wars. so like I have to constantly try and like click click to get uh, back there. But yeah, man. Ron Pillman is gnarked. It's it's Can we wild. get
0: streaming services to stop fucking doing that? Yeah, it's so disrespectful. It's so... Like you don't need to <laughs> read the credits and thank all the people that made this great content for well not this episode, but like other episodes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that just makes it so. Weird. So I my notes at this point were, and I quote, "What the actual fuck is going on?" Because I just genuinely <laughs> did not know. I was like, well, How do I?" I uh. so uh, you but, just said
0: at least they have cool
1: ponchos. Yeah, I said two yeah. good things got me here. The one is the ponchos are great, and every Jedi should wear ponchos every time because they are just the best looking Star Wars. The other thing is, I I actually started laughing a lot when Anakin called Ahsoka Pookums Here, I I just don't know why I found that so funny. Um, it just it just <laughs> sounds like Anakin trying to be like casual, and he just fails miserably. And like for
2: also finding a way to like annoy Ahsoka just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's the bit later on when they fight the um those IJ assassins, and she calls up Anakin "gramps." And I'm like, yeah, He's my plenty. god, that's so forced. I, because okay, it's a pet peeve of mine. I hate when they have like teenage characters or like younger generation characters call like anyone who's older than them just like old in general, like old gramps or like old man. It, it's it's mo- honestly a pet peeve I have with the Kenobi show as well that they had Leia make the crack about Obi Wan being like, oh, gra- oh, you know, we're farmers from Tall. You're my daughter, granddaughter maybe. I'm like, it's like.
0: Well, it, it, I can almost understand hey, it it's with Kenobi, comparison, right? He's yeah. got the scraggly ass beard. He's got and the scraggly beard. And we he's know like... what twenty-year-old Hayden Christensen looks like. That man was bad as fuck, and you're gonna it's call like, him grab
2: It's no way. It's just so forced, and it's like it, it's, it's. It, I don't really know how, what the thinking was with that because it, it makes Ahsoka unlikable for a second there, and I, and it's like. You don't want Ahsoka to be unlikable. She's the she's like the the POV character. Yeah, she's, she's the, the POV
1: character, character especially in these early episodes where she's yeah, like who the younger states. character. But like, yeah, like in, with Kenobi, I can kind of understand it because Obi Wan is supposed to be in his late forties at that point. Anakin yeah. is what in canon here nineteen twenty. Like yeah. and like I what? believe
0: he's twenty at this point. Ahsoka's like fourteen, 14? so, so that's only a six apart. year difference. Gramps, exactly right? Whereas Kenobi, what is it, like 45 versus 9 or I whatever? Love, I think it's that- 10
1: years after Revenge of the Sith, so I think Kenobi's 48 during the Kenobi series. Yeah. Okay. I think around that, around he that point. he was 38 in Revenge of the Sith, I think. So, yeah, no, that's, yeah, I don't know. So they find these IG wow, droids. The lighting in this for, episode yeah, was just... As they're searching yeah. for R2. Uh, and what do you know? Goldie accidentally turns on the IG droids. that
2: hmm
1: (laughs) Hmm, something hmm this droid just always screwing up what what a shock so they fight these ig droids we get uh, some cool action here again i pointed out at this point I, i i did like i was like i said the score is a bit different than what i normally remember with clone wars but i i didn't mind it especially during this fight scene uh they they beat the droids uh r3 just sucks uh, Anakin gives him the nickname of Stubby, which, again, leave the nicknames to someone else, pal. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, that's how I feel, well, don't leave it to
0: Ahsoka these episodes. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
1: Goldie, Stubby. No one nickname anything yeah. for these episodes. No, no, no yeah, more nicknames. just stop talking. Refer to everybody <laughs> by their full name. Yeah, R3. Just, just call him that. No Stubby. But this droid is just... I, I felt Anakin like we're supposed to be. Ah, oh, Anakin's just not giving this new droid a chance because he misses R two. I'm like, no, this guy fucking sucks. He keeps he screwing up. He genuinely sucks. But turns exactly. out, guys, would you be shocked to find out that the Trandoshan had R two D two the whole time, and he's oh, actually working what a with plot twist! And he's actually yes. working with General Grievous. Can you believe it? Can you <laughs> believe it? Never it's like, my favorite, thing, my favorite thing about that
2: whole scene is, like, uh, the Anakin and Ahsoka hear an R2 unit noise, they have the fight, and then Anakin, like, confronts, uh, the Transocean, and then Ahsoka just cuts in and goes, Master, R2 is not on the ship, and it's like, how, did, no, uh, you have just heard an R2 noise, you just Literally. heard an R2 noise, that makes also, no sense. Also, how the sense. fuck
0: did he get to that other door?
2: Yeah, like he—he he, he must have. boy seen teleported
0: across the ship?
2: Yeah, I guess he has like a secret passageway or like a transmat system from like Star Trek or some shit.
0: He probably like had to like crawl through like an air vent, was like ripping ass the whole way. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you, you know, yeah give us give I, I us that perspective that. in the
0: episode that's what we really <laughs> oh, want yeah to. that's what we really needed to save this episode <laughs> just more Ron Perlman's Trandoshan just rip an axe in an airbend for 45 seconds
1: you know what oh, I would have taken it over stubby so R2 eventually gets his restraining bolt off like really easily starts escaping and then Ron Perlman shows up and he's like, oh, he you took your restraining bolt off. And then just doesn't put it back on R2 for the rest of the episode.
0: And we just talk about what the hell's the point of restraining bolts too? Like
1: right. if R2's always able to get out of them, like... Yeah. Like why did he
2: need Luke to take one off if like he right. can just like, knock it off himself? I-, I guess I guess uh, restraining points, restraining bolts are like really crappy versions that you can just easily get off, I suppose.
0: Yeah, they're like the Walmart Just As Good brand.
1: (laughs) Yep. So we have another space scene. Anakin's in his fighter with Stubby, and and what do you know? He's messing up again. He tries to activate the hyperdrive, but no, he turns on the tracking beacon instead. And what do you know? Grievous shows up. Wow.
0: Y'all should have had this droid scrapped for parts after that. Like, no more second chances. Oh that, is,
1: that is obvious sabotage. The, the engine messes up, the tracking beam, he's like, alright, activate the hyperdrive, and he just detaches from the hyperdrive ring and then that gets blown up. It's like, something. Like, was here. cool to see hyperdrive rings. That what? was cool, yeah. They, we'll they, always love a good hyperdrive ring. But yeah, that hyperdrive
2: just, rings is so cool.
1: But, yeah, it just... How did they not realize that, hey, this droid is something's up here, but Rex and Ahsoka managed to get there in time to save Anakin. Rexster, then... Rexter. Rexter <laughs> Jetster, yeah, my guy. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> One um, time that
2: Rex actually is in the twilight, which is interesting. Yeah, like I most know. of the time, it's just Anakin and Ahsoka, or Anakin and Obi Wan. Cool. It
0: was it was yeah. cool to see him like set the hyperdrive stick and watch yeah, them enter cool. hyperspace with Rex doing it. That was cool. yeah, that was
1: cool. and it has
2: it has my favorite bad line of the whole uh arc where anakin yells at like stubby and then he just goes and like and we- weed- weedles off and ahsoka goes <laughs>
1: oh, you, heard his, you heard his
2: feelings and anakin just yells his feelings what about r2 <laughs> like, dude that's so childish <laughs>
1: that's so childish we end with <laughs> oh i know r2's still out there i just know it yeah
2: it's such an abrupt ending as well it's like
1: it it really comes
2: out
0: of nowhere
2: it reminds me of like the the second ghost rider film how that movie just ends suddenly with with like uh nicholas cage going
0: my name is johnny blaze
2: and i'm the ghost rider and then the movie just ends (laughs) well
1: you know sometimes you just gotta find the right place to end it yeah yeah this one was rough guys I, I mean, I I try. I'm trying to be nice, but it's, me, me too. I can't say yeah. like it's just. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> some of the stuff, like the the IG scene, was cool. Uh, the score was nice, but the animation sucked. The voice acting was not like they should have re-recorded it. The IG scene was definitely my favorite one, and I I
0: did like some of what I'll call the standout score Mormons score moments like in that fight and then there was a couple in the episode after as well that i kind of like because again they were different but like for the most part the kinders didn't do shit the score was so like it was elevator music
2: yeah it's like it's definitely like people complain about the the droid arc in series series five and some people say that's the worst storyline no this is the Hell worst not, story
0: squad is top tier like
2: Star Wars. D-, d squad looks great like say what you want about d squad those episodes look great they had the visuals are really good the voice acting is is really good and there's at least like a a, a story there like yeah, yeah it's right. not my favorite it's weird but Wars. at least it's
1: like weird. you can tell what they were going for whether or not you feel like your dream in the best way yeah. possible but this, this... is just it's just it screams filler the stories and inc- you know where the story's going the minute it begins and it's yeah. just very clear that this was one of the first episodes they like as soon as i found out that yeah this was the first like solo episode produced i was like yeah it makes sense uh yeah it could it could have used so much more fine-tuning before they released this one and it, it's just a shame that we've gotten a lot of good episodes so far we've gotten a lot of top tier stories but then this was just it just stands out man it's just not good yeah man, I, yeah like it, to, it, to it all the folks
2: me. to all the folks calling the latest episode of erby uh, kenobi filler i i employ i employ to watch downfall the, the droid, droid this and might... then you'll know what star wars filler is, like, this honestly might this be
1: is... one of my least favorite star wars things i've ever watched like it's not good oh same. it's not yeah. good slightly better though at least in my perspective was duel of the droids which was once again directed by rob coleman it was written by kevin campbell and i believe for the first time henry gilroy gets his first writing credit on a clone wars episode oh. I don't know if well, that explains. I didn't it. realize
2: that. Yeah. That explains the uh the the slight, uptick the slight in,
1: quality, uptick and in quality. quality. Just a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. The moral of this episode is you hold on to friends by keeping your heart a little softer than your head. I don't know what that means. We're gonna move on. Uh that's
2: the, the worst moral of the whole series.
1: Yeah. yeah. uh Ron Perlman and his shitty ass are on his way to deliver R2 to General Grievous. But what do you know, R2 starts messing with the ship again. He manages to send a signal to Anakin, but is caught again by Ron Perlman. And immediately I notice how much better the animation is in this episode. It, it looks oh, like yeah. a finished it was product. Right it looks like a finished product. And yeah. that the was-
2: editing is still bad, but like the animation is much better for sure. It's much more consistent with season one.
1: I, I will agree with that, yeah. Yeah, there are several points in both episodes where it just cuts, like, really, like, erratically and unnaturally yes. during conversations. which Definitely. I don't really notice much in the earlier episodes. Obviously, there are certain points where they'll have to, like, segue into commercial breaks, but I don't even think those were those type of scenes. Those were just, like, random conversations where there would just be a hard cut, and it just not No, didn't especially work.
0: because, too, didn't Clone Wars
1: only have one commercial break? You see, it's been so long since I remember watching it on TV that I don't know the answer to that one, but... I'm almost positive that Clone Wars always,
0: always had one commercial break,
1: usually around, like, the
0: 12 or 13-minute mark, I think.
1: You're probably right, but again, I I haven't watched Clone Wars on TV since, like, 2010, so I I don't remember, if I'm being honest. Uh... So, yeah, R2's delivered to Grievous, and he's just completely torn apart for his secrets. And this one, I was like, oh, no, no, don't do that to R2, man, no. Like, if we just see him just ripped apart. Nah, they're, they're trying to get his his secrets, and they notice all of the, 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 the things that are on R2's memory. And it's quite a lot. Again, it's like, yeah, I can understand why the Jedi would be pissed if this droid fell into separatist hands. But also, like, I feel like everyone knew that R2 didn't have his memory wiped by how he acts and- That's what I'm saying! ...how attached he is, so this just feels- it's all- it's all sudden, you know?
2: Yeah, and it kind of raises the question of, like, once R2 is got back, why don't the Separatists ever try and steal him back again? Given that Grievous knows that- that they have all of- that R2 has all of the Republic's tactics stored on his memory banks because we all know how much they value having an inside target as we'll later see like way into season seven with uh with what happens with a certain character but uh, just to like take it back here it's 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 weird it kind of like introduces this factor that's never really dealt with and like another thing i should probably bring up uh here is that we never really kind of address part of why Anakin is so uh, attached to R2, the idea that, you know, Padme gifted him R2, because pa- obviously R- R2 was Padme's droid. Uh, like, mm-hmm. in the, at the start, you know, she was p- he was part of the uh, attachment of Astromex on the Queen's Royal Starship, so he was Padme's droid, and she gifted R- R2 to Anakin. You know, they kind of traded droids, and, you know, this would have been a nice time to kind of remark on that and have, like, have Anakin, you know, because Anakin could tell Ahsoka that without necessarily saying about his like deeper relationship with Padmé. You know, it would just be a, like, like
1: said, the, oh, these episodes. R two was a gift from a friend. Like oh, there there's no room. right if these episodes
0: actually had some of that like emotional exactly. conversation rather than yeah. just like exposition conversation. They could have said like, oh well, why does R two mean so much to you? It's like exactly. Oh, he was a gift from someone very
1: important to me, or something like that. Like.
2: There's no room for character bonding like whatsoever in this in these episodes to
1: this. We gotta we gotta get on the ship. We gotta find Grievous, yeah. gotta find our two. Uh but we did get one scene in this episode that immediately made it better than the entirety of Downfall of a Droid, which was the, the skydiving scene. I thought that looked really cool. Why did yeah, Rex, shot- Rex have to hold yeah, the Rex's reaction? On.
2: That was like, hilarious. That was enjoyed... genuinely funny. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, like next time you're lugging this astromech around, and all the other clones, the clones just are laughing like laughing at him. That was that was actually that was, funny. That was yeah.
1: That was, was, was entertaining. And
2: the shot where they're all standing in the twilight, and the bay doors open, and they're like bathed in orange light. That was a really nice shot. I was like, yeah. oh wow, that's really cool. I wish that had been I was in like, what the show has a... good
1: animation. I forgot for a second. <laughs> What do you say? I wish that was a, that would have been in a good episode.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, that was that was what I said.
1: Well, we we yes. Um, um, I, although I, was I that the I, first time we've seen Dino in. I think so. I think it was because
0: yes. it was weird. I note his armor color looks different. It wasn't, 501st blue. It was like Attack of the Clones clone lieutenant blue, which is why I was like, what the hell.
2: Yeah, it's, it, it, did you say Denal, as in that, like, yeah, one yeah, yeah, right. okay, yeah, yeah, he's that be...
0: had Bane kills.
2: Yeah, exactly, yeah, it's, a, it's a, it's weird that he gets set up here, but I, I did like that about, there's one thing I always love, like, about the show, that it, it takes the time to set clones up, and then utilize them later, in some respects, because, like, mm-hmm. going back through it, there's always at least one or two clones that, like, get set up in earlier episodes, and then they pop up again, which is just really nice, like, you know, two of my faves, Waxer and Boyle but we'll yes. get to them.
1: Oh, when we get to Umbara, God oh, I would oh kill God. I would kill for Pong Krell right now after talking about R three and that's that's saying something.
2: <laughs> tag uh, like yeah, yeah, we need to tag uh the Pong Krell, Pong stand Krell Just clip this
1: this scene right yeah.
2: here. Like, you're actually I about use
1: to, R3 to, whoever runs to beat to that the cam, shit out of Ponkrel.
2: <laughs> You're going to hear like some actual positive stuff about Yeah, At least he's not
0: R3. Yeah, at least All he's the not R3. The
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, so they get on the ship, and Obi-Wan specifically tells Anakin it's not a rescue mission. It's not a rescue mission. We just got to blow up the ship. What does Anakin do immediately? Goes to look for R2. Oh, I'm just well, I'm going to get R2. R2. Yeah.
2: Uh, that's so Anakin to just immediately yeah, get on the yeah. ship and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to look for R2 anyway.
1: So, Ahsoka's in... You guys go do the mission. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to look for R2. I'm going to go look for my droid. So Ahsoka's in charge of the clones, and as we see later, she engages Grievous. So the Separatists discover all of the stuff on R2. Grievous is like, you've earned your pay, and he's like, I want double, and then Grievous kills Ron Perlman. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, that's... Uh, that's kind of. I Med mean,
0: didn't even have to that's ask. Him double
1: This was going to kill him he was
0: anyways. Kill him anyways. Exactly. And then exactly.
2: Why did he wait to? Why did he kill him?
0: Like after? Uh, wait to kill him after? Uh, I'm going to assume the that they didn't know how to do it themselves, which feels kind of goofy. But that's like the only reason I could come up with. Because yeah. even I, for a while, was like.
1: Wait, what the fuck yeah. was the point of that? Well, like yeah. like I mentioned earlier, the the decoded airings kind of made it a point that this guy is like a a noted droid reprogrammer. So that must be you mean why the guy Grievous,
0: that just rips ass in his ship. Yeah, all that way? guy.
1: Yeah. So, Grievous needed. A, I, I going back though, I did like the uh, "Don't be scared, we're all droids here," and then Grievous starts laughing. Yeah. That was... Well, that's such a lie, honestly. It, it, but he's that's not so a jury, but, you know, he's so a cyborg. Uh, so then Ahsoka and the, the clones are running. R3... Uh, actually. Yeah. yeah, actually, no. R3, you know, lags behind for a bit, and he takes a, a message from General Grievous. Guys, we find out that R3, this whole time, little stubby, was an agent for General Grievous. What?!
0: Also, does Ahsoka <laughs> just have horrible hearing? That man was, like, 12 feet behind her. Like, oh, yeah, Gravis, I got you, homie. And she was like, what are you doing, stubby? <laughs>
2: <laughs> he has such an annoyingly, like, high-pitched beep as well. Like, just to try, like, it, it really kind of sounds like a little kid that's, like, <laughs> that's done something bad, but is like, trying to, like, hide it. I haven't done anything.
1: <laughs> it's it's very kind of just... like... I, I'm just in complete shock of what we just found out. I can't believe this whole time that R3 was was working for the Separatists. I, I think believe... your father has nothing on this I can't twist. It. I just... You were the chosen one. R3, what have you done? I thought you were just an idiot, but now you're working with Grievous. <laughs> uh, so they get surrounded by droids. R3 was supposed to uh, raise the shields or something but but uh, he closes the door and, and and again how did they not notice here that hey something's up with this droid. It's like no this droid's just kind of stupid.
2: Maybe uh, so it just like a like a droid shield. One thing I would like to mention yeah. is that we get a use of droid poppers here. Oh that was so yeah, cool. We see droid poppers. That was so
1: cool. The moment of the droid picking up the droid popper too was hilarious. Like what's this? And then they explode. There was some good droid humor in this episode. I'll give them that. Yeah, there
2: was. Like like when Grievous walks walks off the ship to like actually leave and the droid just goes, so I'm well, the captain yes, now! I'm, yeah, I'm in charge now. Look at me. I am the captain now.
1: <laughs> Look, I will do anything for more battle droid humor. Uh, but this leads to we get a uh... In my mind, very good fight scene between Ahsoka and Grievous. More Grievous trolling. They sent a child to destroy my station. The Republic must be running out of Jedi. Uh, Yeah. But I really enjoyed... I, I love how this scene built... Like, it starts off super quick. Grievous immediately disarms her. Grievous, like, kills a bunch of these clones... Uh, and then almost kills Rex, but Ahsoka dies. Everyone right in front besides of him. the named characters, yeah. Uh, the, the two named characters exactly, survive, yeah. but the other clones—they gone. Uh, and then it just leads to a really cool scene, like in that storage closet area, which I—I I was there was actually some suspense there, even though I knew Ahsoka was going to make it out alive. They did a really good job, in my mind, building up the the stealth I did like aspect. that fight; it was actually kind of scary. Yeah, yeah. like
2: Grievous feels intimidating. Made and made Grievous.
1: It's- feels scary and even though we knew that like ahsoka taking on grievous by herself at this point like it wasn't gonna be a good idea but we knew grievous was well well, we assumed ahsoka would make it out alive but at the same time did we because at this point we just knew that ahsoka wasn't in revenge of the sith so ahsoka throughout the entirety of this show had stakes with her character because at any oh, point, we knew. Right. It, you never knew
0: when she was yeah. going to die, which is why she's
1: like the best part
0: of the Clone Wars.
2: Yeah, like everyone could. like I, I know that there were people who complained about Ahsoka's inclusion and how it made no sense. But if anything, it, it was it was a genius move on the part of George and Dave Filoni and the development team because it just instantly adds stakes. Because once we all come to care for Ahsoka as a character... We're constantly kind of like concerned whether she's gonna like make it out. Like like from season to season, mm-hmm. every 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 finale that she's involved in, like uh, the season two finale with with um uh uh or, or a sing yeah, or, a or the or the season three finale with, with, the, the, with the
1: with the no, it was ocean. like a whole marketing yeah.
2: Exactly. That There's was part of that.
1: their whole marketing with it. Every yeah, season. like, you is knew, Ahsoka
2: going to make it out of you this? You knew
1: that most of the Jedi were going to be fine, and you knew that Dooku and Grievous and Palpatine, like, they were all going to be okay. So who did the, we add the stakes to? Ahsoka and the clones. And the show does exactly. that could, Really
0: quick, could you imagine the stakes of Siege of Mandalore if that came out before Rebels?
1: Oh, my oh, God. No. I would yeah. I would have been sweating. Well, I mean, I, more than I already was, but I would have been sweating bullets profusely during that episode that I was, I would have with been Maul too because oh, exactly. if Maul didn't show up in in rebels or solo for that matter he very well like we might have thought yeah so is just gonna kill him or the clones are gonna oh my god the Take order them 66 both down. yeah Oh, uh, exactly. i was just thinking the mall fight i didn't even think order 66 until right then and there i'm like i would have been because rex too because we exactly. didn't know about his... Ind- uh, yep.
2: I bet know. there is a draft of the Siege of Mandalore script. Because like, I bet before uh, Rebels came and they and they made the decision to have Rex survive there, I bet there's a draft of Siege of Mandalore where Rex dies on the ship where Ahsoka can't get him back. And, it, and during the grave shot, instead of Jesse's helmet, it's Rex's helmet there.
1: Would I would
0: love... Play. know more about the original plans. I don't don't, don't, don't want you
1: saying that ever again, Don. That just killed me. (laughs) Well, we know with, like, the Ahsoka novel, it originally
0: was pretty different, at least back then, and that was even still,
1: when did Ahsoka come out? 2017? 2015, I think, or 16. What the fuck? It
2: was ahead of Ahsoka's appearance in Rebels. It was literally, I think, around the same time that season one came out because obviously season one was like a huge shock when she showed up. Yeah, and that at was the end. what?
1: End yeah. of 2014, beginning of 2015. So Ahsoka released, according to Wikipedia, October 11th, 2016. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so right after Twilight of the Apprentice. This, this oh,
2: okay. That's interesting. Or right
1: before. I don't. Because. Was Twilight did Twilight Apprentice come out around the time of Force Awakens or was it yes, after it Force came Awakens?
2: It was twenty sixteen. I know this. I remember this because uh we've
1: been closer to uh Rogue, Rogue One. One.
0: They
2: gotcha. had the tease of the uh they had the tease of the like cross guard saber um in, oh, in the trailer.
1: Yeah, I remember oh, that trailer is good. Yeah, March twenty sixteen was Twilight of the Apprentice. So Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean I in a way I'm kind of glad that Siege of Mandalore came out around the time it did just because of like how great the animation is in those episodes. Oh, but yes. if it did it come out like when it was supposed to, and then we got rebels. Yeah, no, that would have, um, would have been
0: so different. I would have been insane.
1: You know what? For sure. I'm even more depressed now. Not only just thinking <laughs> about that, but the fact that there's, we got that coming. And I gotta talk about freaking stubby for another twenty minutes or so. Yeah,
2: like we've just all got completely sidetracked yeah, like, oh, now. Man, it's so like- <laughs> yeah. Oh man, so great! Yeah, stubby. we're all just sidetracked towards like an actual like good storylines, mm-hmm. just to, because like just to wash the taste like, of like yeah when, when you
1: when you're thinking of maybe like do I want to continue this rewatch? Like honestly, like I didn't. Dual was not great but i i could get through it i had some fun with it downfall if i wasn't doing this podcast i would have turned it off five minutes in and i would have just been, all right let me watch a different episode like it's just, yeah, it's that's just enough for today. not good yeah uh but this was this ahsoka fight was another example of how clone wars will do everything on their mother to make sure that anakin and grievous do not meet because anakin is off finding r2 and then Grievous finds Ahsoka and they duel and they go in a different corner. But speaking of R2, who does Anakin find? He finds the cheeky little bugger himself. And we get, uh, in my mind, another really cool scene. Uh, Anakin fighting Magna Guards. Which, uh, if you just say Magna Guards, I'm sold right then and there. Yeah, that was a cool Why fight. don't
0: they have the capes, though? That drives me nuts how so many of the Magna Guards from Clone Wars don't have the capes. Yeah, Maybe I think it was, was definitely, like, a budget an thing because of the... Yeah, an animation oh. issue. It's like how yeah. Grievous and Battlefront 2 couldn't have a cape because they're like, no, it's too hard to animate. Yeah. And isn't that also why Dooku doesn't have a cape for a lot of the Clone Wars? Probably, because he had one well, early we'll on, and
1: then he had, like, yeah. the the modified outfit.
2: Yeah, and mm-hmm. the pajamas. Oh, and, and yes, the pajamas. Oh,
1: the royal pajamas. I love that that's a Battlefront skin. That is just my yeah, favorite oh, thing.
2: That's that great. Be you know, that if just...
1: someone rolls up wearing those in Battlefront, you're fucked.
2: <laughs> Honestly, I'm that should have been in his... my eyes to see you, Jedi.
1: That should have been his permanent outfit. Uh, yeah. Once they introduced it, <laughs> well, he, he just, just wears. Yeah. Why, why are you wearing your pajamas? <laughs> he's just Dooku? like me, it's comfortable. He wears his pajamas for the grocery store. Yes. Beautiful. Like it would just make Dooku more relatable. Like he's just that guy that puts on pajama pants and goes to get his coffee. He's like, he's just gonna yeah. wear what's comfortable, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd really. I mean, uh,
2: see, I will give the episode this for as like for as as kind of like bad as a lot of it is, the third act is pretty good, no, and I, there's a lot I of good action. Beats.
1: Had and, a bit of fun with duel. Yeah, downfall. And we at was least to, the,
2: yeah really downfall was one. just bad, whereas like yeah. here you at least get the spectacle of like Ahsoka fighting uh, Grievous, Anakin fighting Magna Guards, and R two just electrocuting the shit out of Stubby. Yeah,
0: that know, moment I, too. I literally have goddamn R two as a menace. I love this yeah. shit.
1: It's like if the twist wasn't the most predictable thing in the world, this episode yeah. probably would have played a lot better. But because like literally the minute R three shows up, you're like mm, something. Mm, mm.
0: A sus as fuck?
1: You're not R two. Uh, one thing I did like though is Anakin and R two arguing about R three. Like Anakin cheated on him. I just. I don't know, I found that yeah. pretty funny. It's like, I had to get it's it was a, Obi-Wan's it was, it was, idea. I yeah, had to get it. Because that's replaced. exactly what R2 would do. He, would, he wouldn't
0: be like, oh, I was in such danger. It's be like, like, oh, oh R- R3?
1: Like, Anakin just gets immediately embarrassed. Like, oh, um, oh, I, I, I needed a replacement, Troy.
2: It was Obi-Wan's no, idea, right. come on. How long did you wait before replacing me?
1: I mean, yeah. I, some... I, I'll take solace in some fun there. Uh, Ahsoka, still hiding from Grievous, discovers that R3 is a double agent. And I, I don't. She said something. I don't remember what she said. She was like, "Oh, that."
2: As that's, She says that's that stubby, stubby little, little backstab. backstab Yeah,
1: there we go. <laughs> yeah, and, which
2: is like fair enough. Fair enough. She's she's been fighting his corner. Like I suppose this is something of a lesson for Ahsoka because she spends the whole story arc fighting uh stubby's corner and then she basically just gets completely betrayed like like he she doesn't just see him uh talking to grievous he also just like turns the flashlight on and exposes her to grievous which is just like such a dick move yeah like, she should have known right from right from that point like oh my god he's a traitor because <laughs> that was so, like, there's messing up and then there's just like here here she is
1: <laughs> Yeah no
2: i mean i will say i will say the uh the moment when grievous like suddenly grabs ahsoka by the throat that actually made me jump it was an it was a well-executed jump scare. oh yeah gary
0: Grievous.
2: yeah like and he just climbs down from the ceiling it, it it makes him menacing in a way that he he kind of isn't for for a lot of the series apart from from episodes like lair of grievous because usually he's fighting jedi who are like more on his power level Whereas, like, here, Ahsoka is very much outmatched, and she has to, like, be inventive. Like, it's, was it's another, clever her- Yeah,
1: there was another great shot where Stubby lit up Ahsoka, and then Grievous' lightsaber just comes into shot. That was another really Ooh, good
2: one. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, uh, that was tense.
1: Yeah, so, again, they did a really good job building tension in this fight. Uh, back in the, the landing bay, they're about to leave, uh, and R3 activates these vulture droids reveals himself as a spy vulture droids. that was so cool getting to see them actually fighting like not in the air like fighting actual like jedi like that was super cool that was a really cool with their little heads yeah the little
2: heads just like floating around talking to each other
1: i'm with jake i love me some vulture droids i love me some b2s i just i was eaten up with my droids in this episode like i
2: also have to mention that one clone that was piloting the uh the, the uh oh, the twilight he comes he just runs down like to see anakin and goes sir <laughs> for some reason that was really funny like he just runs down just it was like sitting...
0: a like a gta npc interaction
2: <laughs> yeah exactly
1: yeah definitely uh we get another, I got a bad feeling about this from Rex, so two for two in this episode. Uh, and then we get another very grievous quote here, when he grabs Ahsoka's lightsaber, and we get another lightsaber to add to my collection. And I'm like, he said it. He said the, he said the line.
0: He said the thing.
2: I, I also liked how uh, when Ahsoka just like... Um it says, oh, you must be General Grievous. Grievous does, like, a little co- like, little cough when he laughs. That was I feel like that's the first time he starts to do the whole... Uh, Matthew Wood does the whole thing of, like, having an evil laugh and then, like, immediately coughing, like... Ha, ha, ha. I was going to say,
0: does he... It gets worse throughout the Clone Wars, doesn't it? Oh, it does, yeah, it, it, does. it does. Like,
2: he, coughs even, yeah. he just coughs even more. And it just, for some reason, I just always think that's, like, amusing. Like, him just, like, coughing while laughing. Like, <laughs> I do like how in the... um. Uh, Lego Star Wars uh movie when he like fights Spider Mole. He has like he he just keeps coughing like more and more and then Mole just uses that to hit to win. I just think that's really amusing. But yeah, that whole fight was really good. Like like with the Vulture Droids, that was pretty fun and how they intercut it with R2 having like a little droid duel with a uh, Stubby, how oh, they like yeah. they get the little electroshock things out and like just of course R2 wins because he's more inventive, like he uses the the uh, oil slick that he uses in episode yeah, sets 3. Sets him then, on like, fire. Yeah. <laughs> then there's like the shot where they're like, you know, he tries to like knock Gold, uh, Goldie off and then he just like attaches himself with the to R2 with the like um the grappling line. That yeah. was that was quite well done. It was a well done fight. It was a well done and, even yeah. though if it,
1: get it, his ass R2. It didn't start yeah. like that. Because I wrote like, oh, we got a droid fight. So R2 went like eh and then R3 went like <laughs> eh and it was that for a little bit. Uh but then R2 just started pulling out all the tricks and eventually just yeah. killed killed the man. How wholesome. Yeah. Just a very wholesome droid killing another droid uh grievous manages to escape what a shock uh there's a great ahsoka line when she rejoins up with them she's like oh so what did i miss and Anakin's like oh you know the usual it's just classic anakin and ahsoka right there uh yeah r3 is killed the separatist station is destroyed and we end with another just classic line of r2 is more than a droid he's a friend it's better than uh what about our two? What about his feelings? Yeah. But like Exactly. I don't know. This I wouldn't call it great by any means. But I don't know. I had I, I managed to have at least some fun with this episode. There was some good action. Yeah. Uh the, the, the twist just made it like the most predictable watch in the world. Uh but compared to Downfall of a Droid, this is Citizen Kane. So yeah.
2: It's good because it's over.
1: Yeah. So I mean, honestly, exactly. like, it is definitely my least favorite of the arcs we've watched so far, and uh, even with Duel of the Droids not being too bad, at least in my mind, I cannot see myself revisiting this for non-like podcast viewings uh, ever again because it's exactly. just not it. Ju- it's just not what I think of when I think Clone Wars. I, when I think Clone Wars, I think really good character moments, I think really good stories, really good action. And this is, oh, me droids lost. And we got to fill droid. two episodes from it. And we got to add some, uh, a spy droid. And it just, it just, mm, I don't know. Not, not I good. I feel like they not literally good.
0: just wanted R2 to
1: fight another droid. And so they wrote two really shitty episodes around that idea. And they're like, ah, it good enough. But they have like three or like two or three more arcs throughout the show where it's just R2 and 3PO like doing their own thing and then yeah, d squad obviously they could have done it there but
2: exactly no yeah. they had to do
1: it here we had to have you know black and yellow droid be a traitor uh it's- dave why dave why yeah why did yeah you- why do i get the
2: feeling that dave was kind of asleep at the controls on this one yeah, just, it's
1: like uh yeah do another.
2: That's the thing, because I, you know, R two is my favorite droid. I, I, I love R two. Like, you know, when he showed up in the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett, I got like a little teary eyed, you know, because it's just an emotional like seeing him again. So it's it's kind of it's kind of annoying that he he has to be the center of such a like a bad story. But there is at least other stuff to come with three PO. Because that's the thing. Because we've obviously been very negative on this story, but I think it it says a lot. It, It. if anything, it kind of sets out what the show isn't for the most part. Yeah, and we're it's like, so... don't
1: worry, it gets yeah. better from it's here. This, exactly. is like exactly. Exactly. this is, like, almost the lowest of
2: the low. This is, like, a, a one, like, black black spot in the whole thing. Yeah, like, this, so this, it's, this like, like if you're tuning
1: that's... in for the first time, we're not always like this. Like, we exactly. normally, like... I mean, I am. Jake but... <laughs> is. But, like, we normally, like, typically enjoy these episodes. And I this is... I love the Clone Wars to death. So, this is, this is just this one just hurts, but I can just imagine George Lucas just pitching this one. Like, all right, so uh, there's an evil droid, and they're like, all right, George, that sounds great.
0: You guys know R2D2? How about r 2
1: He's That's gonna be a different color, R3. and he's gonna be mean. Yeah. And he's yeah.
2: and he's gonna portray them, and like, um, he's you gonna know, Ar- working Ar- working Anakin's
1: gonna call-, and rock-
2: gonna call him Goldie, and uh, you know, uh. uh and I can call him Stubby.
1: Obi Wan's uh, gonna be a dick for no reason. Ron Perlman's gonna rip ass, and they're like, "All right, George." Kids love fart jokes. Go picture. Yeah. Here we go. Um, so are we all in agreement that Duel of the Droids was was our favorite of these ones, or or is anyone gonna be a staunch downfall of the no. droid defect? No. Siege Again. of Mandalore. No. Who? Yeah, Duel of the <laughs> Droids. That's that's my favorite one of these ones. Next yeah. week. Or next episode, it's gonna be a little bit better because next time oh, yeah. we are covering the Newt Gunray episodes. So that is my boy, Cloak of Darkness oh, Sorry, Bombad Jedi, Cloak of Darkness, and Lair of Grievous. So we've got that's some- a banger trio
2: of episodes yeah. right there. So, so- I and mean, I'm already excited to talk about those episodes because of Jar Jar.
1: I mean, Jake needs to be on for that one just just for the, yeah. the sheer That's fact of...
0: New Gunray. What else could I possibly ask for?
1: <laughs> and we get layer of Grievous, which is another one that I haven't seen in a long time, but people love that That's episode. That's my boy so. Ned Nandarveb, one Kit of my Fisto. favorite yeah, Lego figures on
0: all
2: time. And then in like Cloak of da- and Cloak of Darkness is going to be cool as well. That's the first script of the Clone Wars to be written by Paul Dini. Uh, from Batman, from Batman the animated series, and Very he writes, some, he writes some of the best episodes in Clone Wars. I can tell you, like, right. then we are so many of these. Yeah,
1: I got, I can't wait. Anything so, to yeah. uh, move on from these. For any
2: first-time listeners, it it gets better. It gets Tune gets better. Next better time. from here. For anyone, We're going to rave about these for, next few episodes. For anyone
1: joining us from our Kenobi recaps, don't worry, it gets better. What a like poor timing. We start Kenobi. <laughs> We get a bunch we of new people. We come off of Penobi episode four and they, go right into go the shit. <laughs> Don't follow the
2: droid. It's so nuts that we, these two episodes follow uh, rookies. I
1: know, like we, we, couldn't have, we couldn't have we couldn't have done right. rookies this week. Instead, we did it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Why this is thing? my first episode back on the main show in like a month yeah. this?
1: You missed the malevolence. You missed rookies. You missed clone <laughs> you cadets. Got, uh Stubby. Art, yeah, Stubby. Y'all just hate me. Stuck with Stubby, <laughs> a, a Jedi Jake story. Uh, that's... Stubby and Rexter, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I think we've said all we can about these episodes. Oh, um, well, I'm
0: sure I, I I, have some more choice words I
1: would like to add.
0: Oh, go ahead. No, no, the, trust me, I, I don't want to. No. That would be mean.
1: Okay then we will mercifully end this week's edition of For the Republic. Like we said, next week, uh, next time it's going to be much, much better. Uh, and then, of course, we have our continued Kenobi coverage. We'll have our recap of episode 5 later on in the week, uh, probably a couple days after this one drops. Uh, gentlemen, you uh, have made it through... Uh, the the long-awaited duel of R two and R three. So, as reward, where can the good people find you?
2: Okay, you can find me on Twitter at Donovan Mead. Uh, I tweet a lot about Star Wars, uh, politics too, occasionally like Doctor Who and Marvel, that kind of stuff. Uh, you can also find me on SW Editor ig.com where I write articles and stories Mm. and you know since this is the first time I'm mentioning this on the main show uh, I actually just wrote a story as part of the SWEF it's a collection of like short stories and web comics that all the creators on there are like putting together and what we try and do is they're all fan stories but we try and fit them within the continuity of the current star wars timeline so we try not to contradict the canon too much uh and i just have brought out a story it's called scars of war and it takes place five years after uh revenge of the sith and follows a jedi and a clone trooper both of whom have uh survived order 66 who are now like grappling with the ramifications of that and who have to confront their past traumas in order to survive. Uh I had a lot of fun writing it. Um I've got some positive buzz from it from other people in the SWE server. Um Jake did some amazing uh cover artwork for it. So yeah, if you if you like uh your star wars to like delve into pain and trauma then um and you're liking the obi-wan show then yeah Aye. I definitely recommend you. <laughs> i definitely recommend you like head on over to uh com and check it out there you can read it online or you can like download it to your phone or your laptop to read as a file so yeah
1: all right uh jake tell them about your uh, stubby prequel story that you're writing right now Oh, yeah,
0: the next uh, adventure of the SWEF is going to be all about Stubby. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. <clears throat> I'm not going to. Oh, God. <laughs> but, yes, as always, you guys can find me uh, on Twitter as underscore at the end. I would also like to shout out... Um, I don't know, some people might know him as Jedi Master Daniel on Twitter. Uh, his ad is DanRS87. He recently tweeted out hashtag Make Resistance Season 3, which um, I've talked with him a little bit about. We're going to try to get it trending on July 2nd. So if any of y'all are on Twitter, save that day. Obviously, this is a podcast that loves to talk about Star Wars animation. We all love Star Wars animation. And uh, yeah, Resistance is fucking dope, and I can't wait to cover it. And it deserves more. So um, keep an eye out for that. Um, as Don said, I uh, did the cover for Scars of War, which is a phenomenal short story. Seriously, cannot stress enough how good that shit is. Go read it. Go read the entirety of the SWEF. Um, check out the Star Wars Editor Discord server where all of us here at For the Republic like to hang out um, and you know, yell about Star Wars and all that. And, uh, yeah, Andrew, your turn.
1: Yes, all right. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, the like, at StarlightAndrew. Uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter at ForTheRepubPod and on Instagram at ForTheRepublicPodcast. Just a reminder that we are still continuing our support of the Amadala Initiative uh, here during Pride Month. We have the links to the GoFundMe in uh, this podcast episode right now. You can also follow them on Twitter at Amadala helps. It's a great cause supports a lot of LGBTQ youth and it's funded by queer star Wars creators. So that is always a great thing to support. Uh, like we said, next time you can catch us covering the new gun episodes and yeah, uh, Connor, we know what you did. We we, we know that you picked a, uh, a great week to uh, not be here. So Yeah, you made the right decision. Asshole. You dodged (laughs) a bullet, buddy. So we'll see you here next week when you get good Clone Wars episodes. And I hope you guys are having a great time. See you back here later this week for more Kenobi coverage. And as always, may the Force be with you. Always.